Hey guys, before we get started, just want to give a shout out to our producer, Ready Set Podcast. They have prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. They make it super easy to create your own podcast and they can help you record, edit, and publish to all platforms. That means Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all that good stuff. If you have a podcast idea, they'll even give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. Their website is www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. I'm Isaac Sims. I'm Eric Pham. And I'm Olivia Clement, and this is Flyover Film Show, a podcast about movies and TV from the perspectives of three people who hail from flyover country. We took a break from discussing the can of worms that is HBO's Watchmen to show some love to an up-and-coming filmmaker. Tonight, we are pleased to welcome Todd Greenlee to the show. Todd, along with his brothers, is based out of Altus, Oklahoma. Last year, they released their first feature film entitled Home with a View of the Monster. Their next feature is called All Eyes. It's a horror horror set in rural Oklahoma, right? Yes. Okay. All right. And it's uh, coming out this year? Uh, well, hopefully well, maybe. next year. Okay. Yeah, maybe next. We're in post-production right now. So. All right. Well, yeah. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for having me. Uh, so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got here, all, not like here to the podcast, but like here to <laughs> the film. Uh, so I'm from, originally from Altus, Oklahoma. Um, I, I have two brothers. I have a twin brother and an older brother. Uh, my twin Alex, he's more of the writer between us. Uh, we've always been into movies. We love movies, uh, ever since I can remember. And so we went to the university of Oklahoma for film, uh, graduated 2013. I, I moved to new Orleans and I worked on movies there for a few years. And then, uh, I've been in Los Angeles for about four years now working on movies as well. I've kind of shifted more onto the post-production side mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, but uh, and then we made our first feature. We shot it in Oklahoma. We made it, uh, we shot it in 2017 and it got released this year. And um, we just recently shot our new movie, All Eyes in Oklahoma. And we're doing a crowdfunding campaign right now to kind of raise more money for post side of it. So. So I have a question. I'm just going to jump right into questions. I hope that's okay yeah, with sure. everyone. Okay. So, so tell, tell us, you know, kind of, I feel like this is maybe a simple question and I just, I don't know the answer to it, but what kind of happens, what's the difference between like pre-production and like post-production? Obviously production yeah. is the difference, but like what, what yeah. happens? We well, understand like, the prefixes. Yes, yeah, so I understand the prefixes. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. you'll be surprised. A lot of people don't understand the difference. They think that when you film a movie, that's it. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you have it. Uh, so prep is important. That's when things are kind of all coming together. Like you're, you know, you're working on the script. You're hiring all the people you need to hire. Because uh, there's like a whole crew of people that make a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're kind of getting everything together and set up for when you start filming, which is production, you're ready to go. And, you know, cause when you're filming, you have a very limited schedule. Uh, and say you have like for our first movie, we did it in 15 days. You can't afford to lose any days. So mm-hmm. you just have to keep going. And so you're making sure everything's prep is when everything's planning out, you know? So then when you get to production, you don't have to worry about it. And then post is when you're literally taking <laughs> everything you get and start editing it. And that's when things like, 
sound design come into play, uh, visual effects, score, music. Mm -hmm. uh, and editing is really crazy because, you know, like when we finished filming the movie, everyone's like, we did it, guys. And I'm like, no, we still have a lot. Because, <laughs> you know, post-production on movies could take, you know, most like several months, if not like a, a few years mm -hmm. to do. Uh, like our last movie, uh, Home with the View of the Monster, post-production took about a year and a half on that. Uh, and that was just because we had to do it when we could. Uh, it was very indie. Mm -hmm. uh, and so on this one, we're kind of trying to speed it up a little bit. But uh, okay. it is, it's kind of when things, you know, you might get in there and you put everything together that you shot and you're like, well, this doesn't work. You know, like most people like will watch the first cut of the movie and be like, this is awful. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and you kind of like learn, you're like, well, we don't need this stuff. Sometimes less is more. So we'll cut this stuff out. Maybe we'll rearrange stuff. Uh, uh, I've worked on movies before where they do test screenings and people are like, I want more voiceover. So they had more voiceover and then they do another, another test screening and people are like, I want less voiceover. So then you kind of have to figure out a, like a balance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fun process. I love it. That's why it we have like, oh, sorry to cut you off. I was going to, no, no, go. I was going to say, that's why we have like 20 different versions of Blade Runner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that, that and with Blade Runner, you have like the studio coming yep. in being like, we don't like what you did. Uh, so we're going to edit our, have y'all, have y'all seen the version of Blade Runner where it's like, they gave Harrison Ford like did this voice the voiceover at the end. It was it was yeah, so weird. It was it's like so, you can tell he did not care at all about. <laughs> he was like, if I even make this bad enough, it's not going to be in the movie. And then it was in the movie, and it was just like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. Either way, I've seen I've seen the director's cut and then the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. So those two different versions, and I still think. 2049 is better oh we, oh. we don't want to go down oh, yeah. that route i, oh, I know on. it's a rabbit hole i just have to i have to say it 2049 <laughs> is my favorite movie and i don't know it just it, it's it came up okay i just had to say it you know talking about that movie it's like i love the color scheme of that movie and that we actually kind of with our most recent one all eyes we kind of did that same kind of color scheme a little bit very like vibrant colors and i hadn't really done that before and i was like i remember after i watched 2049 i was like oh they do it pretty good they do a pretty good job on that movie so we kind of followed that. <laughs> I was, uh, I was just looking through a little bit of your of your IMDb um, to make sure that I had everything <laughs> correct. But just seeing like Girls Trip, Jack Creature, yeah. Bright, like that's that's some big those are some big movie names. And yeah. were were those kind of being filmed like, or was was that were some of those pre um, All Eyes? Or current yeah. uh yeah so like i uh i used to be, i was like a pro i'm a production assistant on movies and stuff i yeah. used to like so when i was in new orleans i was working a lot that's when i had a girls trip and i did trumbo uh keanu which was with key and pill that was a lot of fun uh and then i moved uh, to la and i did bright for netflix i worked on that and then i remember after bright <clears throat> it was like you work on a big movie like that and it like takes forever to shoot and I remember at the end of it, my brother and I, because my brother was PAing on another show, a TV show. I think it was Lethal Weapon or something like that. The TV show for Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. And he was like PAing on that. And I remember afterwards, he realized, we need to make a movie. Because I'm like, we used, we did a lot of shorts in college and high school and stuff like that. And we hadn't made one in a while. So we need to make a movie. So it was pretty much after Bright. I was like, we had, we both had this time off together. We were just like, we were both going to be off at the same time. So right okay, we're, we're buying a plane ticket. We don't have a movie yet, but we're, you know, an actor we want to use. 
we have a location we want to use. So we just set a date and then like, we're like, either way we're making a movie at a lake house. <laughs> and that's how our Home with a View movie came about where we were like, you know, we knew we wanted to do a haunted Airbnb and uh, just kind of went from there. Cool. Where did that idea come from with the haunted Airbnb lake house? There's a few things. So like, uh, one, I, I, my brother and I, we love horror movies. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite genres, I think, growing up at least. And we, I remember we, we would always watch movies like Amateur Horror and stuff. And you're always like, why don't they just move? You know, it's like, that's just <laughs> an easy thing to do. So we, we wanted to do a modern take on that and be like, well, the couple that does move, but they do like, we're, we're like, what, how can they do it? But it makes sense. And we're like, oh, they'll put it off on Airbnb. That's a thing people do, you know? So we did it and realized, well, let's make it where it's like their lives aren't any better by doing that. And then it's like also the couple that stays at a house. So we kind of do the two storylines. Uh, and then we also wanted to talk about stuff like, uh, you know, allowing strangers into your life and kind of like the modern social mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know social media and stuff like that and so we use the in that movie is airbnb uh we kind of talk about like you know uber and that movie uh and then the ultimate one in that uh spoiler but it's like adoption is kind of like the you know literally allowing a stranger in your life so we kind of use that as well in the movie um but we love horror movies we we really love to do that who is your favorite horror director oh uh that's a good question uh i mean i love i mean he's not really much he did like one horror movie stanley kubrick did the shining i love the shining so much but i also love uh let me think i mean jordan pill is the most recent one i think he's doing a great job because i love the twilight zone and he kind of like that actually twilight zone actually inspired a bunch of my brother and i stuff uh like the the old stuff yeah seeing him do like the twilight zone you know reboot i'm like oh yeah this is pretty cool uh, and I was actually really fortunate to work with him before he did uh, Get Out. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, that was pretty- on, the, on Keanu. Yeah. On Keanu. Nice. Yeah. So actually, I got to play paintball with him and uh, uh, Keegan and then Tiffany Haddish. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I would what, a, what a trip that would have been. Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. that was fun. <laughs> it was like, right, you know, it was right before Get Out. So I remember, like, before that, everyone was like, well, I wonder what he's going to – we were asking kind of what he's doing next, and he mentioned uh, – horror movie and we were just like you're like this is that's interesting <laughs> that is I, a switch in the trajectory of what he's done so but oh yeah. it's but obviously yeah, yeah he's awesome yeah. i can't yeah, wait really to see it. till jordan peele does a comedy horror because yeah. like i think I, people people say like cabin in the woods is the greatest like modern horror comedy i love that but, movie and, <laughs> I, and i think it's great but also I kind of see, I see the seams and I see like if someone other than ah, who did, I can't remember who did it, um, who directed Didn't it. Didn't Drew Goddard do it? Drew, Drew Goddard, yeah. Like yeah. If, if Jordan Peele, I think Jordan Peele will make the next true great like horror comedy like Evil Dead or Cabin in oh, the Oh, he could do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. definitely could do it. Because he's hilarious. Um, like you just didn't know you... <laughs> You go and yeah. see Get Out, and you're like, "This is the dude from Key and Peele, <laughs> right? Like, he yeah, of this and wrote it. Yeah, and it's it's genius, you know, so good. Uh, another one I really like. I love. Uh, it's a TV show, but Haunting of Hill House. You know, Mike Flanagan. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. yeah, he's a great, he's a great director. Um, but yeah, I love horror. So like, yeah, our most recent one, All Eyes, was actually inspired kind of by because um, growing up, we love movies like uh, Last House on the Left. 
uh, and even like Virgin Springs. That was, I mean, it's the same movie, literally the same movie. Uh, but we like movies that flip genres, uh, that become something completely different. So like with, uh, you know, uh, Home of the View, The Monster, and even All Eyes, our new one, we, we were like, let's take a genre, like the horror genre, and make it completely flip it on its head, you know, halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we love doing that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that you mentioned like wanting to do kind of a different like color scheme with all eyes because, you know, you you showed us the trailer. And so I watched it uh, before we got on and I noticed that was something I noticed about it was like it was it felt like brighter and more colorful than um, Home with a View. And so, yeah, it really is. Home with a View kind of has like a very uh, it's not bland. It's like a very uh, bleak kind of tone to it. Yeah. Uh, and with all eyes, it kind of came by accident. We were just like, cause there's a common color of red in the movie. And we were like, why don't we just make it extreme? So we, once we went for it, we were like, let's just go for it. And then to counteract that do blues and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was, a, you know, and also all eyes is a lot quicker of a pace. We, we experimented with pacing a little okay. bit, uh, cause home at the view is a lot slower. Uh, it's a slow burner <laughs> and this one's a lot more like, you know, fast on its you know, fast on toes. So nice. Yeah. I got, oh, I would, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, could you, could you talk a little bit more? I love the imagery you painted, uh, whenever you, you guys had the idea for, I believe it was, the, uh, home with the view of the monster. We yeah. own have the, you, you just, you bought a ticket and you knew you had the location yeah. that kind of thing. What, it, um, last week when we recorded with some, some of our friends who've worked in Hollywood, they talked a little bit about the creative process. Yeah. Um, has, was you and your brother's experience kind of, you're, you're working, you're hustling and you're working like long hours and you're getting all these ideas and it's just kind of like spilling out and you need somewhere to put it. Was that kind of, you, 100%. you just yeah. like, you wanted to create something you wanted to do it then yeah. past you. Like yeah, that kind of what was happening. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like uh, my brother and I are very we we are creative people. That's why we got into movies. We love we love making we love telling stories and we love. But when you're actually working on a movie, like you'll be surprised. There's not a large like a big budget movie. Not everyone's creative. Like I would say, like a, a vast majority of people on a on a crew are not creative people. They're they're. They're, they could be literally working on any other job and it'd be the same thing, you know? So it's like, uh, most people, you know, they didn't, might not even watch movies, <laughs> but that, you know, like, but uh, you kind of get to this point where you're like, man, I'm helping this other person make their thing. And it gets to the point where I, I needed like, I want to make my own stuff. And that's like, that's why we started our company, Homefront Pictures, because we were just like, my brother and I, we were like, we need this creative outlet. And I remember my brother and I, my twin brother, Alex, and I were sitting in a car before Home with the Vienna Rice. We just have to do this. You know, it's like, if we don't, you hear a lot of people being like, uh, oh, I have this movie I'm shopping around, you know, or, and then it's like a comfort thing and they don't make it, but we were just like, you know what, let's just do it. <laughs> if it fails, it fails. If it doesn't, you know, we have something. And so, uh, yeah, you kind of just have to pull the trigger. You kind of go into survival mode on stuff like that. You kind of just like, you know, you're like, by the end of it you're like how did that happen <laughs> that feels like a freight train just went over me and you kind of just like things just happen you know there's little fires you have to pull out uh you know put out but you just kind of learn how to deal with it yeah um yeah but i love it <laughs> when, I, I'm when, imagine... I'm set, when i'm on a set directing i'm like man this is what i want to do 
Yeah. Oh. And I imagine just being around, like, even if you're not directing in Hollywood, cause that's kind of, you know, it's reserved for the, you know, the upper echelon, but like just being around it, you, you get the sense like we can do this. Like we, we've seen it done. We've been working in here for, for several years and we, we can do it. So. Yeah. And even in today's, like, you know, with technology and everything, there's no excuses. Uh, you can make a movie that looks, you know, our movie is just as much a movie than these bigger budget movies I see. Uh, especially, you know, our newer all eyes movie. It's like, it looks a lot better than most movies. <laughs> I, I would you know, I've worked on or whatever. So cool. nice. Hey Todd. So you, you said you went to college. I'm, I'm curious, did you go to college for film? And if you did, yeah. how much, uh, how much of your like education do you, did you use in the film industry? Cause when I talk to people that, that are in the, like the film industry, some went to college for film and some, some didn't. So I'm just curious to, if you actually yeah. used any of that. Yeah. Like, so I went to the university of Oklahoma. I did the film and media studies program, which is a more theory based degree. So it's for like critics and stuff like that, you know? <clears throat> and I, for me, I love that. I think it's like you, to make a movie, you have to really know what makes a good movie, a good movie, or even what makes a bad movie, a bad movie. Uh, so that was pretty valuable for me. And I think with college more so, it was like the connections I got, like not just like, you know, professors and stuff, but students, like there's like our gaffer on our move on this movie. And then our home with the view of the monster, he, we went to college with him, like our lead actor, we went to college with him. Uh, we, you know, we just kind of made all these connections and then it kind of prepares you for, I mean, there's things you don't learn. Like I would say like one of the most valuable things is just jumping into actual movies and working. Cause you kind of like go into it being like, I know everything. And then you get, you get to set and you're just like, this is not, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I think it's a, you know, it's a give and take, like, I learned a lot after college too, but I, I would, college was incredibly valuable for me, I would say. So yeah, especially just being around people that like to do what you like to do, you know, for sure. Those are going to be connections I have forever, you know? Nice. Nice. So yeah. So that's what I was curious. Cause I noticed on IMDb, a lot of the actors were from Oklahoma. So did you know a lot of the actors beforehand or how, how did you guys go about casting your movie? Uh, so we, we knew Jasper. Jasper is the main actor in it. Uh, we knew him from college and he was actually in our first, our first feature. Uh, right. Yeah. And then, uh, but the other one, I mean, Danielle, we knew from home with the view, but she's not, she's from Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we actually met her through casting on the first movie and then, uh, she's great. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then the other people we just kind of met, you know, like, Ben, who plays Don in the movie, we met him through another actor, you know, through other actors, and we got so lucky getting him. Man, he he plays this very eccentric farmer in the movie who's mm -hmm. a monster hunter, and he just owns that part. He is so good. And I remember, yeah. like, the first, day of, the first day of shooting, we were just like, man, this guy is on a whole other level. He's so good. But we, we didn't know him before shooting. Okay. Just, before, you know, we we decasted him. We didn't know him. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. I felt like when I, so when I watched the trailer for, um, for your upcoming film, I remember thinking, or all eyes, uh, yeah. I remember thinking like that, the old man feels yeah. like any farmer in like <laughs> in Oklahoma or in Arkansas. Like he just felt like a, yeah. like a real farmer, kind of this like 
really? no nonsense. Like I'm gonna just kind of do do this. Determined. And that was, you know, honestly, that was one of my favorite characters we bred in was Don. He's just yeah. like he's so like just no bullshit, you know. He's yeah. Very just like you know, he doesn't really have he doesn't really like people. Yes. Uh, there's even a line in the movie where he's like he's like because our movie's about a podcast host. It's about mm-hmm. a podcast host doing a story about a very eccentric farmer uh, who claims to have a monster living in the woods behind his house, and the podcast host quickly realizes he's in way over his head. Uh, but there's a scene where the the Don, the farmer, is like, you talk too much. And he's like, you realize I'm interviewing for you for a podcast, right? <laughs> and he's like, I don't care you tell us how you decide to tell the story. So he just doesn't care. Yeah. You know? He's just like, yeah. So it's a great character. And Ben, who plays Don, he did such a great job. He, he was he was really, really good. That's, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm excited to, to see it when it comes out. Thank you. So, okay, so what was it like to film in your home state? Like, what was it like to film, come back from LA and film uh, in Oklahoma? Like, how did you know, like, okay, we're going to do this here at home or did it just kind of happen? And sorry, real quick, just to follow up the, our, our podcast is like, it's about, it's about Oklahoma. It's about Arkansas and, you know, people have a completely different experience watching movies here than they do in LA and like where, where they're made. And so we, we pay special attention to that. Um, as I'm sure Olivia, you, you shared with him in your communication, but that's, that's one of the reasons we, we've been so excited to talk to people who are making movies and feature films in what we call flyover country. Yeah. We, we love Oklahoma. I mean, we growing up, we, we knew we wanted to, take you know film whatever movies we did we wanted to shoot in Oklahoma because you know people would be surprised Oklahoma is a very diverse landscape uh with with between like with every corner of the state you can get something completely different there's Uh, literally a desert in this there's a desert there's a desert and like my actually my capstone project in college I I did a short film called Landmarks and the whole point was to film in every corner at least most corners of the state and how different they are and incorporate Mm -hmm. that like there's a desert there's like the north, the northeast corner is like a waterfall and very woodsy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so, we shot uh, Home with You, the monster. We shot at Grand Lake, mm-hmm. uh, which looks like it could be like upstate New York, you know, or like Northern California or something like that. It's very woodsy and it's a huge lake. And so, whenever we people see the movie, they're but they're not used to seeing it anything like that. So when people see the movie, they're like, "Where did you guys film that at?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, "It's actually Oklahoma." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> so then, you know, like. It's always a fun doing that. And then uh, with all eyes, we knew immediately we wanted to shoot our movie. We knew exactly where we wanted to do it. We kind of go into the movies with the location in mind first and kind of form it around that. So we knew with, well, with Home with the View, it was like we knew we had this lake house we could get, uh, which was actually beautiful. It was in a very beautiful area. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then all eyes, we knew we had this whole farm, like a house and like, like there's a woods over there. There's like workshop. We had this whole land that we just had free range over and could do whatever we want because the movie involves like a bunch of traps and like the farmer rigged these traps to go off you know so we could just rig a bunch of stuff uh so you know I, we we love we're probably going to shoot every movie we do in oklahoma we love in the community you know mm-hmm. uh very strong sense of community uh you like if you if we were to film this in la uh you know people every a lot of stuff costs money you know, like you might go try to film at a church or something and they're like, 
yeah, this is going to be a couple thousand dollars. You're like, whoa, no, we can't do that. But then in Oklahoma, you do the same thing, and they're like, they people pitch in, and they're like, we'll we'll make you like some food and stuff if you want, you know. So it's like, you know, people are just really nice. Like we we shot for our most recent movie, All Eyes, we shot in the town square of Hobart, Oklahoma. We got all these extras like for free. We just got all these people showed up and just like to be townspeople, you know, and fill up the scene. Uh, so that was something we would have not gotten in LA, you know, and just kind of people pitching in, like we might have a very obscure thing we need. And people were like, how oh, we can get that for you. Like with home with the view of the monster, we were like, we wanted a cop car on the ending of the movie. <laughs> and we were like, but we didn't have one. So we were just like, we'll just maybe not have one. I don't know. Just have the sound. And we were talking to somebody in there. Just, well, I can get you a cop car if you need it. So then within five minutes, they got a, we had a cop car. That's awesome. <laughs> was, yeah, Oklahoma's just great. I love Oklahoma. And we, we have a very good connection with the Oklahoma Film Office. Uh, and they've, been, they've always been super supportive, very helpful. Like if we need a location, uh, they, t- they can figure out who owns it and give us the release and everything. So, Oh, that's really cool. Um, I had another question and I don't know where it went. If anyone else has another question, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, kind of... Seg, not segue, but skateboard off of that, I guess, uh, that thought, because UCA is the only, the only film school in Arkansas and it's, it's a really good program. And it's just funny because I didn't, it, it like, you don't think film school when you think UCA, even if you're familiar with UCA. So it's kind of one of those hidden gems and supporting the arts in a community is, is really important from like a quality of life and economic development standpoint. And that's why a lot of most States, uh, you know, have a film office or they have like a, uh, um, like tax credits and stuff like Arkansas has that, um, for, for bigger productions. So I guess, I guess my question for you, Todd would be like, what I ideally, uh, what would it look like for for Oklahoma City or like a bigger uh, city in Oklahoma to support you guys if you wanted to shoot in a more urban setting? Well, it actually, you know, honestly, uh, even within the past few years, the Oklahoma Film Office has done an incredible thing by getting like the tax incentive to be a lot better. They also... Uh, there's they're building a film studio in Oklahoma city. They're turning the Cox convention center into a film studio, which is, that's the biggest thing Oklahoma needed was uh, sound stages, you know, to get a big show, like uh, to get big shows to come in, like say like, like the walking dead, which is in Georgia uh, to get those shows to come in, you need the sound stage or you need a production office. And for the long time, you know, Oklahoma just didn't have that. Uh, And even like beyond that uh, crew, Crew is an important thing. Like, say one big movie comes to Oklahoma, which right now is the um, the the Martin Scorsese movie, uh, Killer of the Flower Moon. Like, it used to be if a movie came like that, they would. Suck. There's a lot of talented crew in Oklahoma, but that movie would suck up everybody. Mm-hmm. And then another movie might try to come and be like, you know, they don't have anybody. <laughs> you know, so it's like I think Oklahoma's becoming really. They're train now. They're training production assistants. They're training crew members. There's like whole resources now that are cool. doing that. And beyond that, just even the, you know, the sound stage is going to be mass. That's going to be huge. And the Cox Convention Center is huge. It's and so big. 
Yeah. So the whole like, they're turning the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing is the, wow. is going to be turned to so, which is great because it's like, um, and it's it's not the Chesapeake Arena, which is like right next to it. It's like the yeah, whole yeah. Cox Convention Center. They're turning that into a studio. Uh, I always wanted to turn like there's like a what is that the mall that's over by kind of more oh i can't remember what mall it is but i know what mall you're talking about it's all run down i was like they should turn that into it it, because that's the parking yeah (laughs) yeah but you know (laughs) and it's kind of out of the way too like but there is like a straightforward route to the airport you know which is super important (laughs) yes Uh, yeah it is yeah i know with the cox convention center it's like all the hotels people don't think about you have to house everybody right you know feed everybody uh Sound stages over Matt, or that's a major thing. So I think Oklahoma's on the right path right now to like support big movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they have a lot of big ones. They have a, another movie called Reagan that's about to start up. Oh. Uh, yeah, so they're 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 doing pretty good. That's uh, it used to be like where when I was in college, even just when I was in college, the biggest thing would be like you know August Osage County, which is mm-hmm. a big movie, but then yeah. it's like it's impossible to get on because everybody's trying to get on that movie you yeah. know now they're having multiple things and it's yeah. yeah that's what i need what has life been like for you during the whole coronavirus pandemic you uh, do you live in la you said yeah, i, li- I live right. in la yeah so I, I work i started getting i work in post-production now uh which you think would be pretty safe during pandemic because you're kind of like editing indoors you know you're kind of by yourself but uh if there's no movies filming, you don't, there's nothing to edit, you know? So like for most of the year, everything's been shut down. Like they're just now starting to open, you know, start things back up a little bit, but uh, everything was just shut down, you know, nothing was going. So I remember my brother and I were just sitting around and we we're like, uh, we're like, I, I was like, I could have edited a movie by now. You know, I could have done like a movie. So when we had a bigger one, we wanted to try to get made, but uh, we were like, why don't we just do something we can do, you know, like something smaller. And that's how all eyes came about. But then it just blew up. Cause then all my friends that work in film were like, Hey, I'm free too. Let's I'm, I want to come help out. And flights were cheap, you know, uh, cause no one was flying at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. we shot it back in July. Okay. Uh, and like, so for me, it's been amazing. I, I cannot imagine being able to make this movie, uh, for as low of a budget as we did. <laughs> like any other year it's just things have worked out and people were free they would have not been free you know uh like james ray who our gaffer who does like the lights and everything is a, that's a very important job that mm-hmm. is like you know that's you have to have someone that fully understands like what they're doing and he did our first movie and he's now he's union you know he works like big shows and stuff and he happened to be free and i was like no ne- i never thought i was gonna get him again and he was you know he happened to be off so we're like that was a major thing for us. Uh, so, and, and, but one thing about when we had it, when we had to approach the movie a little differently though, because the pandemic, uh, we had to be very cautious. We had to like wear masks. We had to take temperatures, you know, meals had to be served like individually. Uh, we kind of had to create a bubble, like a very smaller, it was a lot smaller crew than our first movie. And we kind of had to create a little bubble. Yeah, just, just be more conscious about, you know, everyone's safety. Mm. Uh, which was pretty different than our first movie. But um, 
you know, it's been a good, it's been a crazy year. I would have not made this movie probably, uh, this most recent one, but it's been good. <laughs> we would not have started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have. We, we, we really, we really wouldn't, wouldn't have. have. We would have talked about it for probably, I don't know, what, another two, couple of years. years before we actually, like, did <laughs> we it. just have to do so. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so I noticed, and we've kind of hit on this before, or like earlier, but several of the actors from Home with a View are also in your upcoming film. So what is it yeah. like to to work with those actors again? Do you like that? Um, mm-hmm. What's the kind of pro and con of that? I love it. You know, like, it was kind of weird seeing, because I our first movie, so Danielle and Jasper are in that movie together, and they play the most opposite of characters from this movie than you can possibly get. Okay. Like, they play psychotic, like, unhinged people and in this movie they play more grounded people they play like pod a podcast host and a you know radio producer Mm -hmm. and so it's weird seeing them together again being like man this is like because i've I've gone through so much footage of them you know from the other movie and i've seen the other movie so many times and then you know giving them something completely different to work with is really fun uh and yeah so it's been pretty cool it's like just kind of stretching their you know acting ability and uh even within the past like few years like i've grown as a filmmaker they've grown as actors Mm -hmm. so kind of seeing them do be able to do stuff you know differently than they would have not been able to the first time and then you know like uh lori uh who plays gene uh character in this new movie also in our first movie she played a very cold-hearted grandma Mm -hmm. and in this movie she plays a very sweet uh you know what widow like a sweet wife you know and so it's like it's just cool i love doing that with actors just stretching them and doing completely different things but you know there's a comfort zone because you know you can trust them to do what you want them to do mm-hmm. you know the, my favorite thing is i just show up to set and then we do some we do a few takes i'm like well that was perfect <laughs> you know i don't you know i give a few notes but it's like they they do a pretty good job so it's just trusting you know there's a trust there mm-hmm. you yeah. get yeah that's that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that would be uh, helpful to kind of know what they're capable of and also like see what they can do. Like, you know, stretch, like you said, stretching them yeah, in range. different ways. Yeah. yeah see the range. You can see where you can push them. And also they trust you. Like mm-hmm. they, like, cause the, like our last movie was very physically demanding for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was very physically demanding for Jasper. So it's like, I would, it for me, like, cause there's things that I, we don't, we're not giving a lot away. There's like a lot of, there's a whole plot point. We're not giving away in the movie that it becomes very physical for him. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I don't, I would have felt very uncomfortable asking another actor to do the stuff that we were having him do, but he just like, he went for it and he did such a great job. And uh, it really shows, I think in the movie, you're just like, man, he's, this is crazy. Nice. But, yeah. This is a kind of random question, but has there been anyone that you've met while working in LA that you were just like starstruck or like fanboyed over meeting? Uh, so it's crazy. Like working in movies, uh, I don't really get starstruck too often with actors and stuff because I'm, I'm around them so much. Uh, you kind of just like, you know, you're like, Oh, this, they're just a coworker or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I think the account, the encounters I have off of movies, like I saw Dane DeVito once. That was pretty <laughs> random. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. But in the, sa- in the same day, I saw him and then Sam Rockwell and then Ethan Hawke. 
Wow, that, what a one, day. All the, That's wild. All the same day. I wasn't working with any of them. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. But I worked, with, I worked with Helen Mirren before on a movie. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Like, uh, I get more starstruck over directors. Like, I went to a film festival uh, in Austin, and Paul Thomas Anderson was the guest speaker there, and I got so starstruck. I was wow. like, I'm not going to say I was like, I'm not going to oh, say man, a word. Yeah. I think I just, I think I just fist bumped him. And I was like, that's What's your favorite pizza in a movie? <laughs> I was like, I like your movie. I, I love There Will Be Blood, honestly. I think There Will Be Blood's a great movie. Uh, I mean, I think Boogie Nights is also yeah. really good. Punch Drunk Love is awesome. Yeah. I love Punch Drunk Love. That movie's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yes. underrated. Uh, yes. But I think There Will Be Blood, if I had to rank them, that just for me is a perfect movie. Like the score, cinematography, the acting. You know, that I wish he he'll go back to making more movies like Boogie Nights and and Heart Eight. Like you know, like comedies. Yeah. You know, like I love comedies. <laughs> but yeah, Boogie Nights is awesome. Uh, I think he made that. I love the commentary of that movie because he literally made that mo- Boogie Nights thinking that was gonna be his last movie ever. Because he didn't oh. think he didn't think studios were gonna like it. He was like, they're never gonna let me make another movie. So I'm just gonna make the movie I want to make. You look at that movie and see how many like A listers are in it now. It's it's crazy how yeah. stacked that movie is with with stars. Yeah. Even Heart Eight, you know, yeah, Heart Eight. Eight yeah. He's like, yeah, but yeah, I love. You know, honestly, I get so star stark over directors than I do actors. I mean, I I I there's been actors that I've been around them. I said, okay, that's an actor. You know, that's a person that's like it, like. Uh, like Will Smith, you know, like people like that, you're around, you're like, okay, this is like a, they're kind of a, that's a, that's a big actor, you know, it's like, like Tom Cruise, you know, like being around those kind of people, you're just like, this is different, you know, but uh, yeah. I, that, that makes sense too, because, you know, directors, act actors are trained to chew the scenery and to absorb it and deflect it and play with it. And directors are like, I'm mentally exhausted from this yeah. this arduous process that I just underwent, like putting this <laughs> this thing in my brain onto yeah. onto film. I mean, I've been I've been very fortunate. Uh, most movies I've worked on, I think I've had really good experiences with the actors and then the directors. You know, I think most movies I've worked on, everyone's been really cool. Uh, I don't think I've really run into any divas yet. <laughs> yet, yet being the key. Will Smith there. wasn't a diva. No, not at all. He was super nice. nice. So, so he's as nice as everyone thinks he is. A hundred percent. That makes like, me really that's happy. Awesome. That's cool. Before I even met him, he like he was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" I was like, "Man, this is so weird." <laughs> like, You're Will Smith. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite actors I worked with was uh, Brian Cranston. I think he was like, one "Oh of the man, oh wow. man, jeez." Yeah, uh, I would be. I would be like, "Oh my gosh, that's Brian Cranston." <laughs> <laughs> He's super nice. I love working with him. Uh, I actually got to see him on uh, Broadway. He was in the network. He's a network. They did network on. Broadway. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he played the you know the main guy. And he that was like by the end of it, I was like, this is the best performance I'm ever gonna see on a play. Oh, he played like he Warren like, Beatty's role in it. Yeah, he was like he did the, like the whole "I'm mad as hell" scene, and by the end of it, you're just like, oh my god, this is like he's like there's like snot coming down, there's like tears, and he's like it's it's crazy. Oh, wow. He's great. Yeah. And then, you know, it's cool though. Like I've been very fortunate to be able just to be, see these people act, you know, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's mm-hmm. always really neat. Uh, like Will Ferrell, I saw him act on my first, the first movie I worked on, uh, which was like Get Hard. It was like a comedy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Title. Him and yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah. So I got to see them. They, they were cool. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, 
I, yeah, again, I just get starstruck over directors, though. That's like my my. What kind of? I don't want to meet. There's people I don't want to meet, though. You know, I don't want to meet. Uh, my one of my favorite filmmakers are the Coen Brothers. I don't really think I want to wait to meet them. You know, when it's like more of a professional, you know, situation, you know, setting or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was that yeah. was kind of going to be my my next question is like, what directors did you kind of inspired you or you admired like throughout? Your uh, like the Coen Brothers, definitely Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, I love David Lynch. You know, we love we love David Lynch. Uh, I just yeah. finished watching Twin Peaks: The Return, and I wanted to pull my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to make more stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I wish he, would, he just hasn't made a lot recently. Uh, you no, know, I want I want him to be in more stuff because I, I I feel like in some of the research I've done, you know, and I shared I shared this with uh, Eric and Olivia how who was it? So, someone described him as a Boy Scout, like he doesn't say the f word even though he yeah. like wrote it he in watches, the script he movies and you realize who is this guy yeah and, like, then, and it's like gordon cole is kind of his like it like that is david lynch except yeah. the <laughs> version um yep. he and, but he's so film. yeah he's so funny he's hilarious yeah yeah he was in like the show louis you know he's in that he played i think he played himself or something like mm-hmm. he's he's just a great actor you know he's like incredible <laughs> yeah. he's just like it's so funny but yeah we uh uh I would, I would love to meet him i think that'd be fun <laughs> yeah. just to be honest i watched his master class and i'm like man this guy he's on a different level <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be working uh, like once once it gets pretty cold here i'm gonna be working my way through his filmography and and kurosawa like those it's like i have to watch as many of their two yeah those, those two guys movies <laughs> Uh, before yeah. the year's over that's a very good combo completely different movies but <laughs> yeah, yeah com- completely different <laughs> but both compelling <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah I, you know definitely growing up oh i love the duplos brothers you know duplos brothers were growing up like they did yeah. puppy care mm-hmm. uh, yeah i love i like their i like their stuff as well um i got to see uh it's crazy thing about but lit- like i think a week before covid hit uh, Arkansas. Um, I got to see Mark Duplass was up here for, uh, something at UCA and he just, he seems like the coolest guy. I wanted to, I wanted to talk to him afterward, but I wasn't able yeah. to, but I the, I, creep, creep is yeah. so good. And I, I realized that the second one's on Netflix. So yeah, I read their book. It's very interesting. Uh, just to see their brother, you know, relationship they have and, uh, it's a good, it's a great, I highly recommend their bio. It's really good. Cool. Uh, yeah. They kind of talk about their, they, they made a movie, uh, their first feature failed miserably. And mm-hmm. it, and they were get, went through a depression and they were just like, we're not going to make another movie. And then they were like, let's just make a short film. And they did their short, this short film with just him and Mark, with Jay and Mark. And uh, it got into Sundance. <laughs> oh, dang. Wow. And that was kind of what skyrocketed their career. Cool. You know, so that stuff happens. You know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, what is it like to work with your your brothers? Like you, both of your brothers, uh, worked with Home with a View of the Monster. Are mm-hmm. they working on uh, the next film? Yeah. yeah. So they, Alex uh, is your Alex is your brother's the writer. Um, he's your twin, right? Yeah, he's your twin. Yeah. Who's he's, who's the third brother? So Adam is our older brother. Adam. He's more the producer slash. He does like the marketing side of stuff also. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So my Alex, he's more the writer. Uh, I can't, I don't write, 
I kind of gave up on that. I was just like, I can't do dialogue. Like dialogue's very hard mm-hmm. uh, to do. It make people sound like natural and stuff. And he's really good at that. And uh, we have a really good relationship where when he writes something, we have the same sense of humor. You know, we love the same movies. Uh, and so I'll read something he writes. And I said, you know what? That's how I would have written it if I wrote, you know, I, I, and uh, he'll come up, think up with stuff, crazy stuff, you know, and <clears throat> we both, I'm very, I'm more the visual person between us so I can read what he does and I'm like I know exactly how I want to do this uh I can already visualize how it's gonna look and he like we both usually direct he didn't direct the last movie though because he uh just had a a baby so he was he's kind of preoccupied with that uh but we all produce like my brothers and I all produce we're very you know collaborative and uh kind of like the whole business side of stuff we kind of you know, go over with each other. So we have a very, I mean, we were very lucky that we have such a close relationship and just trust each other. You know, like uh, Alex and I, we don't really like when we're on set, both directing, we don't really like argue about too much. I mean, there's random stuff that we'll just like completely disagree with each other on, Mm -hmm. but we'll work it out. You know, we'll like, we'll try both options and see what works best, you know, but I I also edit, I edit a lot. So it's like uh, when it comes to that side of the movie, it's kind of its own storytelling, you know? So we kind of just trust each other to do what they, you know, what their strengths are. Um, it's kind of worked out, you know, it's been pretty good. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask what, um, you mentioned you're getting more into post-production. Is that correct? And then, yeah. 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 Uh, or, and Alex, uh, just had a kid. So what talk about like, family family dynamics is in like home life and obviously working in hollywood making movies is mm-hmm. is very time consuming um what what do you kind of see the next several years being like especially in terms of covid-19 and the process of making movies is being impacted and what i'm seeing uh here with with businesses is like people just need more time to be with their families and more time to just kind of focus on and make sure that they got everything in order. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a crazy year because uh, there's this thing of like isolation, you know, you kind of get within pandemic, which our movie kind of deals with uh, all eyes kind of deals with that uh, isolation, but you kind of become closer to people, you know, like uh, I think we're always, my brother and I, even no matter where we're at, I, cause I lived in new Orleans for several years, separated from them we're still going to be collaborating. We're still always talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like my older brother, he he just had a kid this year also. (laughs) So both my brothers had kids this year. Oh, dang. And so that's been a very big change. And uh, I think it's like, it's a good thing though for art because they're getting these completely different life experiences that can kind of translate over into movie, you know, what we do. And uh, I think no matter what though, we're going to be collaborating and with technology and stuff, it just makes it very easy. Even if we have to be quarantined or whatever, just to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just kind of all, yeah, we just trust each other, you know, and, uh, kind of like, we're just all there to kind of do our own little part. And that, that's kind of like why we started our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we all have our own little strong suits. Uh, but family is very big for us. Uh, we've, we've, we're just lucky that we like to do the same thing. And, uh, it's kind of translated over to yeah. movies, you know, uh, uh, Adam, actually our older brother kind of is the reason we, he got us into wanting to make movies 
because we've always loved storytelling. Uh, but when we were younger, he made a movie and we're like, this is cool, you know? So uh, kind of just kept, we just kept going at it. And he doesn't work, my older brother, Adam, he doesn't work in movies. He works for mar- in marketing. Uh, that is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alex, he, he, he used to be a PA and now he does more. Uh, he's like an executive assistant right now. And cool. me, I work in, I just kept going with post. Yeah. Uh, Cause I love, I love editing. And uh, so I kind of just kept following that. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if, uh, y- you know, in several months you guys start blowing up like, like indie guys making features and kind of yeah. low budget in Oklahoma. Cause people, you know, I, I, I just love, I love filmmakers at, at any scale who they're like, I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a movie. I know how I don't, I do with an iPhone, Steven Soderbergh. I was yeah, telling them a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. And he's, that. he, a couple of weeks ago or months ago, he was like, Oh yeah, I've shot like three movies. Yeah. Like they're all done. <laughs> so he did that. He, there's a filmmaker in Oklahoma who just did this movie called the vast of night which is on Amazon. I, I watched that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. So the, yeah. Oklahoma, the director is an Oklahoma filmmaker. And what happened is he made this movie himself, self-funded, I think, is I, I believe he's self-funded. And then Steven Soderbergh saw it at a film fest, at, from a film festival or something. And was like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And he, was, he contacted him and started mentoring him, giving him like pointers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen so far of you guys' stuff, it reminded me of The Vast of Night. Oh, I, I think that's a huge compliment. I, yeah. I love that kind of the whole time I was watching, I was like, if I had a bigger budget, mm-hmm. I would a hundred percent make a movie like this, you know, it's like, but you know, we just work with what we can get, but it's like, I mm-hmm. love that storytelling and it, it that movie refer- references Twilight Zone also. Uh, so that's exactly kind of, even just the look of it. I love like the way the camera flows. Oh yeah. Uh, it has these very elaborate t- single takes, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I just like the way that deals with the this, this small town because I, I love like uh, Last Picture Show. I love that movie and just the way it deals with a small town and the, the small town feels like a character in itself. Uh, my brother and I love doing that. Like I think all of our movies, the locations end up becoming their own character. Like literally, it's like its own. You know, you can't have the movie without it. So it's like, um, yeah. Well, I think that makes like what you said about characters or the hometown kind of creating a becoming a character in and of itself i think that's true for just small towns in general like small towns across oklahoma across arkansas you kansas texas wherever they often kind of become a character in and of itself whether Mm -hmm. people realize it or not small different towns have different kind of cultures and that kind of thing so i think that that that's great that you guys are you know aiming for that with that you know whether that's purposefully or not but i think that's really cool yeah, i mean i love i love like i mentioned the shining earlier mm-hmm. you know the shining literally is a perfect example of a location being its own yeah. yeah yes and with our movie our newest all eyes like the the farm is literally it's it just feels like a living thing uh and even with home with the view of the monster we we make it feel alive like you know the creeks and the, the mm-hmm. way it almost sounds like it's breathing you know yeah uh so we, we do we try to do that uh <laughs> even even with home with the view of the monster the house which was by accident when we saw it had like the amateur horror willow windows you know like mm-hmm. the little looks like eyes yes so, yeah uh, 
that was just by accident but people were like did you did you plan that or right oh yeah i guess so <laughs> i think uh I've, yeah that well that reminds me so some i've watched texas chainsaw massacre beetlejuice mm-hmm. uh both of those for the first time recently and the the huge takeaway from both of those for me was like these came from an era when people took it not that uh modern filmmakers don't but tim burton and tobe hooper like they took the set design of those movies so seriously and that it makes the movies like one creepy one goofy but so like over the top and just so like the effort is yeah. is there um and it reminded me of uh i realized that david lynch does some a lot of the sound editing or he did for the return um do you do you do all that are you involved in kind of like yeah you know honestly like i i used to on our short films and stuff like growing up i did you know you just have to do everything you know i shot it i would be like you know editing doing everything but then whenever we did our first feature it is a bigger it's a huge task like doing the sound editing and that kind of stuff like there's Mm -hmm. a lot that goes into it sure uh so you kind of like you're Somebody, I forgot what director was saying. Your job as a director is not to be the best at everything. It's to surround yourself with the best people that are Mm -hmm. the best at what they do. So it's just understanding that. And so like sound design is such a hard thing. When you get, when the first time like I was ever at like a sound mixing thing is for, I think it was, um, I worked on a movie called My Dinner with Hervé, which is like a um, HBO movie. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're like seeing the actual sound mixers, and it was at Warner Brothers, where it is where they were mixing it. Oh no, that not that, that wasn't Warner Brothers. That was a different one. But you see them actually mixing it, and you're just like, man, these people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like just the small details, you know. And it's like they know what they're doing. They just know how to blend all these things, you know. And uh, I'm I'm love finding people that are better at that stuff than me, you know. <laughs> but I do like when I'm editing. I do like to put a lot of detail on the sound. Like I love sound, like I love sound design. I, I really do. Um, like my, one of my favorite movies, I love No Country for All Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I remember I watched that in theaters and it was like, there's a literally a scene, there's like no music in the scene. It's like Anton Chigurh's like, it's a, it's like a hotel or something. And you just hear like footsteps and you see like his, his shadow under the door. And then you hear like the phone ringing. If you listen carefully, you hear like the phone ringing downstairs and you hear him walk downstairs, you hear like a light bulb unscrew. So it's like all these little details that like are so just like intricate. Dang. And I think that makes a movie like, you know, people don't realize that. But, that, mm-hmm. but that's why like, you know, right now we're doing the crowdfunding campaign. That stuff costs a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. you don't really realize, you don't, you forget how much like visual effects even in music, like that stuff adds up. So yeah. uh, that's why we're just like, man, we need, <laughs> we need to raise more money for this kind of stuff. Yeah. When I was watching yeah. Home with a View, I I was watching it in my little home theater, and I noticed I had my my theater like cranked up really loud, and I was like, "Wow, this sounds like a lot better than like full blown Hollywood movies that I've watched." So not really a co- a question, but just comment. <laughs> no, no, like you know, people, people. I think people are more forgiving with really bad video than bad audio. I think you can have a movie that just looks like found footage. Like, I mean, Paranormal Activity, for example. Yeah. That is, like, the most basic, like, it's shot in a way where it's, like, very, like, cameras you can buy, you know, in a store. But the audio, like, the sound mixing is, like, incredible. Like, it's really crazy, like, you know. Like, I watched a movie called um, All is Lost. 
with like Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movie is a hundred percent sound mixing. Like they, they literally didn't record any production audio. I mean, they might've for a little bit, but all that was in post. That was all stuff like fully. Uh, Cause the most of the movie he's not talking. I don't think he talks most of the movie. I think he says one line at the end of the movie. And there's a whole special feature about the audio mixing on that movie. And it's like, you're like, man, this is crazy. And it's like, you know, like with, with uh, Home with the View of the Monster, I mean, it's like a, mo- it's kind of like a horror movie a little bit. So it's like, we like to mess with those tropes. So it's like, that stuff's important. Like the creeks mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, there's flies buzzing. So hearing that stuff, like going back and forth, uh, even hearing the ocean in the back, I mean, not the ocean, the lake in the back, you know, uh, that stuff just makes an, a, the experience, you know. Yeah. You don't it. realize it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It adds a whole another layer when when you have like great sound like that. Um, yeah. I I worked on a I worked on this Netflix movie called The Dirt, which was like a Molly Crew. Yeah. Uh, and when they were doing sound mixing for that movie, I remember watching that. It was at Warner Brothers. That was a, that was one they they did mix at Warner Brothers. And I remember like hearing it with like, there's like a concert scene in the movie, and by the end of it, I was like oh my god I literally feel like I was just at the concert mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like just it was just like you know I'm like I hope people can hear it like this because this is just incredible but unfortunately you know people don't watch movies like that you know in their house but I was just like man this is crazy <laughs> but yeah now but there's a, a lot of good technology for sound too now you know uh, makes it a lot easier for movies like like my budget to kind of sound professional you know there's a there's a a song that you use in home with the view now i have to ask you are you a disc golfer because that song is used in like a ton of disc golf videos by one youtube channel really yeah. which song is it? it's the one where they're driving away in the car with the oh yeah yeah so we we got that like uh so we had a after the ice dude. cream i think yeah yeah, yeah yeah so uh oh wait it was after the ice cream yes. part where they're yes, like, oh it's, think... on, it's on the radio it's yeah on the radio. on the radio yes yeah okay i know what you're talking about yeah that's funny yeah so we used uh uh uh, we we use a site called uh, Artlist. Okay. Which because we we had a composer do the score for the movie, like the actual the actual like you know instrument stuff. We had a uh, composer named Grant. He did the score for it. But for for songs like that, like filler songs, you know, like on the radio, yeah, or whatever, we use a site called Artlist, and like they're great. They they have like you literally type in like you know country music, and they'll have like a whole list of country music, and it's like it's all like you know the licensing on it and everything is already for you you know so nice. it's like oh uh, okay yeah, it's so funny that you yeah that's, i mean i love that song. it's a funny song <laughs> yeah it's a great song like when it came out i was like oh wow this is badass i didn't realize what what so what else is it on it's it's a, on like, yeah there's a youtube channel uh central coast disc golf they're actually a california they film disc golf hilarious. tournaments and they use that in all their intros to their youtube that's videos. hilarious <laughs> nice that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> Todd, we are, we're running up on time. Um, so you guys are in, in post right now. Um, yes, we're in post. Share, um, yeah. Share a little bit, just where, yeah, we're, where you know, we're, find we're, you, follow you. we're about to have the first assembly of it, which is kind of like get everything together. Uh, we're about to, have, and it's, I think it's about, it's probably going to be like over a little over an hour and a half, which is a good length for a movie. You know, we, we might try to cut it down a little bit, but right now we're just trying to raise money for, you know, to help support post because that stuff gets expensive. And we do want to, you know, fortunately for us, the movie became a bigger thing as we shot it. It became like, it just really, within like a day of shooting, we realized, man, this is like a lot bigger of a thing than we set out to do, which is a good problem to have, mm-hmm. I think. But with that, there's like a, so much more potential. And there's stuff like sound that I can't do 
and visual effects, which is a pretty big thing in the movie and even the score, you know, it's like, so right now we're doing the crowdfunding campaign to kind of help just set the movie on a different level and help us finish it. Cause we do want to try to finish it the end of the year, beginning next year. Cause we do want to try to release it sometime next year, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's film festivals. I don't know how f- festivals are going to be next year though. I don't know whether when things are going to start back up to normal, but uh, you know, our goal is to like, cause our last movie took so long for post and we really do want this one to be a lot quicker of a process. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully by next year, people see it either at festivals or, Something because we, you know, our last movie, Home with You, just got released this year, and that mm-hmm. movie was out like 2017. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this one's gonna be a lot quicker of a process, I think. So. Cool. I think nice. uh, if anybody wants to look up, uh, there's more info though. Seed and Spark is the site we're using for crowdfunding, and we have like a whole pitch video, awesome. kind of talking about the, what you know inspired us, and uh, kind of go more into detail about that, but. All right. Well, and everyone can watch Home with a View of the Monster on Amazon Prime. Yes. Um, is it anywhere else? It's just on Amazon Prime. No, it's, it's on iTunes. It's on Vudu, Fandango. All right. You can buy it on Blu-ray and DVD if you want. Oh, so there's nice. lots of places to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was one of the most surreal experiences when I bought it on Amazon on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. I can't imagine. That's cool. Oh, this is weird. This is my movie. <laughs> that's what I do. Is, that's actually it's weird to say. That's the first time I was like, the movie's done. Because I was like, I mm-hmm. literally can't yeah. do anything else with this movie because I'm nice. I'm so glad nice. it came out on Blu-ray because oh, man, it's crazy. like physical <laughs> media is dying and we need movies on Blu-ray. I know. I know. People need to buy more movies, exactly. I think, on Blu-ray yeah. and DVD. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. Oh, thanks for having on. me. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. So we really we'll, appreciate We'll keep it. you guys updated how the movie's going and, you know. Share. Yeah, and and we'll share to our our pages of and keep our listeners and everyone updated. So we're awesome. we're excited about it. Awesome! Thank y'all so much. It's a it's an honor to be able to help you guys finish this movie, even if it's yeah. a, a small small gesture. Yeah. So Thank thanks for coming much. on, Todd. It's a pleasure talking. It to was you. a yeah. Congrats on Home with the View. It was a, it was a great movie. And thank you so mm-hmm. much. Best of luck <laughs> with everything on on your next one. We're really really looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, Todd, we'll see you later. Take care. Thanks for having me. All right, see you.